Listen to Pastor Franz for the unadulterated Word of God. Rightly dividing the Word of Truth, unraveling mysteries, and preaching Jesus Christ as God Almighty. Today's message. You know, time is what controls life on earth. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. So everything that goes on on this planet earth follows time. Everything, everything. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 11. He said, there, and I returned and saw on, under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but what? Time and chance happened to them all. So men of skill, time and chance. Men of understanding, time and chance. Riches, time and chance. So everyone on earth, when you become successful, it was time that your success followed. When you become a failure, it was time that your, your failure followed. So life on earth follows time. Hello? But then, time on earth follows its owner. <laughs> That's why God is our birth time. Time on earth does what? Follows its owner. That is why when the owner came, time was arranged around him. And then the period that he hadn't come was connected to him and was called before Christ. And after he came, the period he came became the year of the Lord. So life on earth, activities on earth, happenings on earth follow time. Time on earth follows Jesus. Did you follow it? So if activities on earth and every resource on earth follow time and time on earth follows Jesus, it goes to mean that when you stop following Jesus, you cease to exist because existence follows Jesus. And so if everything that happens follow time and time follows Jesus, then for everything must follow Jesus to be relevant. So anything in life that doesn't follow Jesus has no meaning. You get it? And in the book of Revelation chapter 19 from verse 11, he said, and I saw heaven open and behold a white horse and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture deep in blood, and his name is called what? The word of God. And the armies which were in heaven did what? Followed him upon white horses 
clothes and fine linen, white and clean. The name is called the word of God. The armies in heaven follow him. The name is called the word of God. The armies in heaven follow him. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treaded the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of the almighty God, and he had on his vesture and on his thigh a name written. Can we say it together? King of kings and Lord of lords. The armies in heaven followed him because you must follow him to be relevant. You must follow Jesus to be relevant. When he walked on the surface of the earth, he saw the fisherman say, follow me, follow me, and I will make you. Follow me and I will make you. You follow Jesus, you become relevant. King of kings and Lord of lords. Today, I, 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 I was just celebrating the Holy Spirit. I was, just, I was just loving him. I was just thanking him. I came from town and I was tired. The series of fast makes me wake in the middle of the night often to pray. So, I noticed that in town I, I needed to rest and there will be an all night. So I came home and I slept off. What woke me up was a voice. And the voice asked me, tell me the meaning of king of kings and the lord of lords. And I said, the meaning of king of kings is the greatest of all kings. And I said it with pride because I thought I have said something. Praise the lord. And they said, what about the Lord of Lords? And I said, the greatest of all lords. Shouldn't that be the answer? And they said, okay. We need the Holy Spirit to teach us all the time. Then he said, okay. Tell me the meaning of leader of leaders. Would you say greater leader of all leaders? I said, leader of leaders means he leads leaders. Then he says, say it again. I said, he leads leaders. All leaders follow him. Then he said, go back and tell me the meaning of king of kings. Then I said, uh, all kings follow him. Did you get it? All kings follow him. Tell me the, the meaning of lord of laws. All lords follow him that means if you don't follow him you are not a king if you don't follow him you are not a lord if you don't follow him you are not relevant and he said your today's message is the true meaning of things jesus is the true meaning of things that's my title Following Jesus is the true meaning of life. Praise the Lord. All things that follow Jesus are meaningful. He's the king of kings. If you refuse to follow him, you are no more a king. That's why in Revelation chapter 5 verse 10, he said he has made us kings and priests 
unto our God and we shall reign on earth. Hallelujah. So the real meaning of life is following Jesus. You don't follow Jesus, you are not relevant. That is why Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 1 says, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. That is the meaning of king of kings. Follow me just as I am following Christ. Meaning, I am not following Christ, I am not a person to be followed. If I'm not following Christ, I can't be a king, so you cannot submit to me. Follow me as I am also following Christ. So my relevance that makes you follow me is because I am following Christ. When the scripture says all things were made by him, remember that? John chapter 1 verse 3. All things were made by him means all things follow him. All things follow him to be relevant because he owns them. And verse 4, in him was life. So you refuse to connect with him, you lack life. And the life was the light of men. In the world of darkness, you need the light to walk. He has the light of life. And we follow. So you refuse to follow Christ, you are not relevant. All things follow him to be real things. Anything that disconnects from Christ is irrelevant. So he stepped on the earth, death must connect to him. <laughs> So you, you see, we fool ourselves. How come all of a sudden, the person that is being opposed, he was even crucified, yet he stepped on the earth and the date that is being counted on the earth was connected to him eternally. The ones that had come before him was backdated. And so when he said BC, you know, and then the ones that followed, so no date on earth without Christ tag on it. Because if not, life is irrelevant. You don't connect with Christ, you are irrelevant. Praise the Lord. What did the Bible say in Romans chapter 8 verse 14? As many as are led by the spirit of the Lord, they are what? The sons of God. You are not following him you are not important. As many that follow him, as many that are led, he is the leader of leaders, they become the sons of God to also lead. That's why Paul said, follow me as I'm following him. Those who follow are relevant. Those, those who don't follow, they don't matter in life. Praise the Lord. Are you catching the truth? Everything on earth must follow God to live. Everything on earth must follow God to be a thing. Everything on earth must follow God to be relevant. That is why Satan is irrelevant. 
Somebody hearing me? And that is why rebellion is witchcraft. Am I saying something? First Samuel chapter 15, verse 23. What did Samuel say to Saul? For rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry, because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. He had also rejected thee from being king. Because you rejected the Lord, because you stopped following the Lord, you become irrelevant. Are you catching it? So I am standing here relevant because I am following Christ. To understand what I'm saying properly about Saul, look at verse 11. This is God speaking. And what did he say? It repented me that I have set up Saul to be king, for he is turned back from following me. When Saul stopped following God, his kingship was no more. King of kings. Kings follow this king. King that refuses to follow him is no more a king. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. And when you refuse to follow him, automatically you become a witch. It is a, it's, it's, it's a culture of followership. You get it? God is not an author of confusion. When, Christ, when Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ, he said that is the culture. That is what? The culture of the church. The church is a church of followership. We are all following. I am following. That is why I'm a pastor. Somebody hearing? So follow me as I follow Christ. You refuse to follow me, you are irrelevant immediately. You get it? Because there is a link, a line of followership. It's a culture. The culture of the church is a culture of followership. God designed life to be a life of followership. So everybody is following God, but it is in order. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Because Abraham followed, Isaac followed, Jacob followed. There is an order of followership. You break the order, you are irrelevant. Life is designed to, to, for followership. And God is the one we follow to be relevant. It's the source of life. We disconnect from following. We are out of life. That is why he told Adam and Eve, the day you stop following, you die. You get it now? So their death is they are disconnected from the following culture. It's a followership culture that Satan rebelled from. That is why Satan is the witch of witches. It was the first witch. The culture of witchcraft is rebellion. So, once Satan rebelled, rebel means disconnect from God, he became a witch. So everyone who rebels joins Satan's camp of witches. So Satan is the witch of witches. Why God is the king of kings. Is it making sense? 
So King Saul became a witch following Satan. That is why God said, He repented me because he has stopped following me. It's all about following. Praise the Lord. So you see, when a pastor stops following Jesus, he becomes a witch. It's, it, it is the principle laid down to connect spiritually. Look, I am very sure that I'm going to heaven. I'm sure. You, you should know you are going to heaven from earth. Oh. You should know. You should know that you are God's friend. I know I'm God's friend. But I'm saying this with fear and trembling. I'm not saying it with boasting. Is somebody hearing me? I'm saying it with fear and trembling. But looking at the things God is doing with me and looking at my persistence in the things of God, I can be sure that God is so merciful and loving that he does not use people. I am going to heaven. And if I'm going to heaven, it means that if you are following me as I am following him, you are also going to heaven. Yeah. Hallelujah. Somewhere in the book of Luke chapter 10, that the disciples came and he said, eh, even the spirits were subject to us. They were excited. And he said, he said I saw Satan fell like lightning. But then he added that, but don't rejoice that uh, the, sub, the spirits are subject to you. Rather rejoice that your names are written in the book of life. So don't rejoice that hey, we are getting results in such a chapel. Rejoice that I will make it to heaven because I'm following right. Praise the Lord. Is somebody hearing? When a pastor stopped following, is he seeking Saul? Immediately became a witch. That is why I went to consult the witch of Endor. Because that is the camp. He has entered the camp of witches. He will continue. Look, when you rebel from spiritual leadership, automatically you are becoming a witch. And you will be led to wrong places. You go and consult uh, demonic people and they, they, you you know witches they also operate as if oh you know we too we are serving god it's not true they look like they are following god but not true not true not true they may be calling jesus but that jesus is not our jesus holy michael holy michael holy michael where did they say we should be calling holy michael am i saying something now this is what i'm trying to let you know there is a line of followership. If you know how to follow, you will be safe. You see, when you check scriptures, you see that everything is in order. You know what he said in Ephesians chapter 5 about husbands and wives? Right? Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 22. Wives, submit yourself unto your own husband as unto the Lord. It is just like, follow me as I am following Christ. The same culture. So when a wife is not following the husband, he has become a witch. Are you getting it? The same culture. When you are not following your pastor, you are a witch. Because rebellion is witchcraft. Am I saying something? 
there is a laid down culture of followership for God to accept us. When you break away from a church, for instance, what made you break away from the church? Heaven records it all. When you break away from a marriage, what makes you break away? Heaven records it. He laid down the root of followership. And once you are out of it, you become a witch. Because Satan started a culture of disfollowership. Go and do your own. Go and do your own. Go and do your own. That is how Satan started it. Praise the Lord. I am standing on these altars, but I am still following. Apart from following Christ, I know where I came from. I can never speak evil against Bishop David Oedeko because I dropped from there. Because it's a culture of followership to be accepted. It's a culture of what? Followership to be accepted. Amen. Wives, submit yourself unto your own husband as unto the Lord. You see, they attack the Lord to it so that you know that Oh, me and my husband. It's not me and my husband, though. It's me and my husband and the Lord. So it's not me and Paul. It's me and Paul and the Lord. It's not me and my pastor. It's me and my pastor and the Lord. If, for instance, you have a leader in the church that God, I mean, the pastor ordained, and you disrespect that leader, you have disrespected the pastor. You get the point? And when you disrespect the pastor, you have disrespected he who called him. It's a chain. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. You see, so Christ is the head of the husband, the husband is the head of the wife, and he is the savior of the body. Then he went on husbands. Okay, therefore, as the church is subject to Christ, Subject, connected, following. So let wives be to their own husbands in everything. Five, 25 husbands, love your wives even as Christ loved the church and gave himself to it. So you see, as he's flowing from Christ, so it must flow. As he's flowing from, from followership, so it must flow. Keep going. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. That is why the Bible says, when you do not provide for your family, you are a witch. Huh? Infidel. Infidel, who is an infidel? When you don't provide as a husband to your wife, you are saying, Christ don't provide for me. You get a point? When you talk of love, Love goes with what? Giving. So the husband who is not giving to make sure that the family is well kept has disconnected. I'm not talking about the husband who has lost his job. You get a point? I'm talking about the husband who is working and must take care of the family. Praise the Lord. Let's keep going. That he might present himself, blah, blah, blah. Keep going for me. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth 
his wife, what, loveth himself, yes, God loves us, so God loves himself. Are you getting it? Everything you say about this, connect it with God. He that loveth his wife, what, loveth himself. We are his wife. So God loves us because God loves himself. Are you getting it now? For no man ever hated his own flesh. God cannot hate me. But nourish it, God will nourish me. And cherish it even as the Lord cherishes the church and nourishes the church. For we are members of his body and of his flesh. Of his flesh and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife that they too might be one flesh. Then keep going. This is a great mystery. But I speak concerning Christ and the church. I wanted to get to this end so that I will explain it better. The reason you have a husband is because your husband has a husband. If there is another God and there is Jesus, then that God is irrelevant because everything is connected to Jesus. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 17, he is before all things, and by him all things consist. That means he is before everything that has meaning, and by him everything that has meaning followed. Because when you say before, in front, and then follow, right? Keep going for me. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. That means in all things, the person that is being talked about should be in front for everything to connect to him. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. It pleased the Father that in him. That means the Father is the one they are talking about. Even though he is Christ, it pleased him who is the Father that in him should all things dwell. The way God designed life, one who does not follow ceases to exist. There's nobody standing aside. The way God designed life, what? One who does not follow ceases to exist. So Jesus is an example of followership and leadership in diversity. Now look at it this way. Why was Jezebel seen as a witch? Because I changed the order. You get it? Jezebel was to follow Ahab. But in that union, it was rather Ahab that was following Jezebel. So that, that, that group, God hated that group. God saw that group as a witchcraft group where the husband follows the wife. Are you getting it? First Kings chapter 19, verse 1. Look at it. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah did. And without how he had slain the prophet with the sword. Then Jezebel sent messengers unto Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me and more. Who should be the one speaking? Shouldn't it be Ahab? 
But in this arrangement, it is Jezebel who is the husband and Ahab is the wife. So it's an abomination to God. It's a witchcraft arrangement. Somebody hearing, look at chapter 21, verse 7. And Jezebel, his wife, said unto him, remember the story, he wanted the land of Naboth. Does thou now govern the kingdom of Israel? You know what it means? Are you sure you are the one in charge? That's what it means. Sit down, let me give you that land. You know what he told him? Rise and eat bread and let thy heart be merry. I will give thee the vineyard of Naboth, the Jezreel. Who is following who? Are you catching the picture now? So that arrangement is completely off God's course. God sees Ahab as abominable. You know, praise the Lord. Now, the reason I said Christ is the example of followership and leadership. He made himself a follower to be a leader. Let me give you the scenario of what I'm trying to say. In business, for your business to run, you make yourself a staff. I don't know whether you guys you are cutting it. You pay yourself as a staff for your business to run. You don't stand outside the business for the business to run. If God is God, he must stand in the business of creation for creation to run. You must be a part and parcel of the running of the organization. So you must also be a staff for the staff to follow you. Wow, that was Pastor Franz, the Apostle of Diversity. For more of Pastor Franz's messages, you can also subscribe to Diversity Broadcasting Network on YouTube. Jesus is God Almighty.